0: France, here on AM 1420, the answer. All right. All right, nine minutes after 10 o'clock, hour number two is underway on AM 1420, the uh, the answer we ended a little bit late on the last hour. So we uh, are going to forego the Reagan Open at the top of this hour so that we can have more time with our guest, Dr. Everett Piper. Back with us again for his regular Thursday visit. Dr. Piper is a best-selling author. He is a uh, columnist for the Washington Times. He is a radio host, a podcast host called The Rebellion in his native Oklahoma, and he's a former university president. Dr. Piper, good to have you back. How are you, sir?
1: I'm doing great. You sound better. You sound like you're feeling okay now.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah, world's better. World's better. Yeah, uh, it, was, it was tough. It was tough on the vocal cords there for quite a while with the cough that I had going on. Uh, but thank you. I appreciate, uh, appreciate you being here, Dr. Piper. All right. Um, I wish I was as wonderful as you. I, I am a bit dispirited. I am a little bit, um, I don't know. I'm frustrated. I don't want to sound like a snowflake. I don't want to sit here and cry and just go into the corner and cry and say, I need a safe space. I want to fight back, but I'm trying to figure out how. Um, President Trump, I firmly believe, was the victim of exactly what many of us predicted in the weeks leading up to this election he was the winner on election night, and then in the subsequent days following November 3rd, they would find mail-in ballots or bulk numbers of ballots elsewhere um, that they hadn't counted yet and say, oh, well, look at this. Turns out he didn't win in Michigan. He didn't win in Pennsylvania, et cetera, et cetera. And they were going to hand the election to Joe Biden. I am not the only one to have predicted that. A number of people have on radio programs like this and elsewhere. But to see it play out, It's one thing, Dr. Piper, to make that prediction and kind of know that possibility exists, but to see it play out exactly as we talked about. he went, We all went to bed with President Trump, enjoying really comfortable margins in the all-important battleground states. We wake up the next day, and even though they said they were stopping, they're counting. In four of the most important battleground states, they were stopping for the night. Yet somehow in the morning, we wake up, 239,000 more votes for Joe Biden in Michigan. Um, to see it play out is extraordinarily frustrating. What was your reaction to all of this?
1: Well, I share your frustration, and I'm going to answer your question, but let me affirm something you said before the break, that there's a firewall. Mitch McConnell just became the most powerful man in Washington, D.C. That's a good thing. Our system of government has been preserved in the sense that we have competing powers. That's why our founding fathers set this system up, so that evil could be controlled. The human heart could be confronted. And that if the king, quote-unquote, tried to wrest more authority than this, our Constitution gives the king, that we would have competing par- powers to say, no, step down, step back. The answer is no. Mitch McConnell is the most powerful man in Washington, D.C. Thank the Lord for that. And the good news is, Mitch McConnell will be able to control spending, okay, um, as the Senate can just say no. He can control uh justice appointments by saying no or yes. He can control some things, not everything. I mean something's gonna to go to hell in a handbasket. For example, foreign policy. I mean Biden is awful on foreign policy. He's awful on big government, so he's gonna appoint more bureaucrats. But the things that McConnell can control, thank God for Mitch McConnell and thank God for the firewall.
0: And thank God for the Kentucky voters. Because they spent a ton of money trying to remove what the Democratic National Committee did and the Senate uh, Committee. They spent a ton of money trying to remove Mitch McConnell in Kentucky. And they did try to do the same thing to Lindsey Graham, who was extraordinarily important as the, uh, as the uh, Senate Judiciary uh, Chair. Uh, In uh, South Carolina, they spent, I mean, tens of millions pushing $100 million in South Carolina and also uh, in in Kentucky to remove them and flip those seats. And um, thank goodness that the people, again, especially since we're talking about Mitch in Kentucky, saw through all of that.
1: Oh, absolutely. Now, let me get back to your your, your question of fraud, Uh, because really, that's what I hear in your question. Um, Yes. You predicted it. A lot of us worried about it. Some of us tried to be more optimistic. You were realistic, and you were right. Okay, here's where we are. Um, Mary Shelley's classic novel Frankenstein. What's the what's the moral to that story? I would argue the singular moral to that classic novel by Mary Shelley, Frankenstein, a modern day Prometheus, is this: the monsters of our own making will always turn on their masters when you create things that are contrary to our creator. When you try to elevate yourself above the sovereign and above the savior, when you create these ugly monsters of your own making, your Frankenstein, and in this case the Frankenstein is fraud, it's deception, it's lying, that lying fraud is going to turn on you. And that's what these people don't understand. They're laughing, they're mocking conservatives, they're acting like they want because they created a Frankenstein. That Frankenstein, that monster, that creature is going to turn on everyone. You are always, always going to be killed by the monster of your own making. That's the lesson of Mary Shelley. That's the lesson that we are learning and watching in real time right now. Our nation will die, and the people that are laughing and mocking and celebrating right now will lose their heads. Robespierre lost his head because he created... A monster. And that monster turned on him and led him to the gallows, the instrument of his own invention. Monsters always turn on their masters.
0: I like the metaphor. I want to believe in the metaphor. I don't know that I quite understand the metaphor. If the monster in this case is fraud, how does it turn on the Democrats that are perpetuating it and who and that created it?
1: Because... Sooner or later, I'm sorry, I'm not explaining myself well,
0: sooner or no, later. No, maybe it's me. Maybe it's, it's me. I'm trying. I, I, I'm just, I'm trying to, I, I like I said, I really like the metaphor because the examples you did give made perfect sense. I'm just trying to figure out when does this fraud come back and bite their masters?
1: So it it may be the next election. Because if fraud <clears> becomes <throat> the way of the land, if our system can no longer be trusted, if elections here are not trustworthy, honest open and transparent. That fraud, that Frankenstein now rules the land. And it not only will kill the people other than the creator, the lesson of Mary Shelley is Frankenstein ultimately, the monster ultimately became a very danger and a very uh, aggressor. He was the aggressor to his own creator. He was Mm. an aggressor not only to the local people, but he became evil even towards his own creator. So the people, my point is this, Everybody's at risk, not just us, the conservatives, the progressives and the liberals are at risk if they celebrate fraud. And that's the lesson we need to remember right now as a nation, as a people. And we can keep speaking that because even some on the Democratic side are still soft at heart and soft at conscience. And they are disturbed, too, with fraud. And we need to wave the banner. Stop Frankenstein stop the monster. Confront the monster because not only will he kill conservatives, he will kill the country. He will kill the left. He will kill progressives. We have to stop it.
0: Uh, We're talking to Dr. Everett Piper on AM 1420. The answer, my my fear is that if fraud becomes the new way of of the world or or at least he, you know of the United States, if Republicans and conservatives fight fraud with fraud of their own uh, and it just becomes you know what it, what it becomes is the death of democracy it becomes literally the death of the democratic process. We are a constitutional republic rooted in democracy, obviously. And if we can't trust the elections because one side is cheating and the answer is for the other side, the other side to engage in the same. First of all, I don't know that we would be successful because they've had such a head start at it. They're so good at it. I mean, really, some of the stuff. And I know you tweeted about this, Dr. Piper, uh, the Federalist article. In which they detail the way that the Democrats have tried to steal by way of fraud, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania, in particular. They're so doggone good at it. They have so many ways to do it. I don't know that you can. Uh, I don't know if you can out thug uh, somebody who's a natural born thug, and, and, and you know, in a street fight. And I think that's what we would be we would be engaging in.
1: Well, oh, no, no question. You just you just summarized my point really well. Once this monster is created. It is going to destroy everybody. No, we should not feed the monster by becoming like it. We need to confront it and kill it. Okay, we need to kill the monster before it kills us, and we need to convince some of the. I know people it's. A,
0: I know it's an unanswerable question, but but I'm going to say it anyway. How With, without without engaging in their tactics? How do we kill it? How do we stop a, a, a machine that has been created uh, specifically to? To cheat and, and to win where loss, you know, to, to, to turn losses into wins by way of chicanery and, and, and all kinds of, you know, different uh, uh, nefarious methods. How do we defeat it while remaining clean ourselves? And I know it's probably exposing unanswerable, it. right?
1: No, Exposing it. Exposing it. <clears throat> Until you admit that it exists, it will never die. Expose it. That's one of the beauties of Donald Trump. Donald Trump refuses to ever lay down and die. Sometimes we're uncomfortable with the way he handles things. But one of the strengths of Donald Trump is, I don't know if I can say this on your show or not, but I'm, I'm going to. Go ahead. To hell with him. To hell with him. That's Donald Trump's attitude. And that attitude of, no, no, I will not accept this, is something we need to embrace. And say, no, no, we're shining a light on this monster. We refuse to ignore that he exists. We will expose him at every turn. We will talk about him. We will confront him. We will tell the truth about him. We will not just go into the go into the distance quietly and lay down and die. Maybe we lose this time, but we will live to fight another day. And what are we fighting? Fraud, deception, defeat. Shine a light, expose the monster. And sooner or later, I believe you win because people will recognize the truth.
0: At the risk of sounding contrarian, but really with more of a devil's advocacy point of view, Dr. Piper, Aren't those on the left going to just turn and laugh at us and say, you are saying now what you, what we, what we, uh, uh, you are saying now about us, what we said about you four years ago, four years ago, they said, we will not accept this. This was a stolen election. Russia intervened on behalf of Donald Trump. And in fact, with Donald Trump's campaign colluding with them, that's why we had the two and a half year Mueller investigation, because the resistance said we will not, uh, this result, we will not accept this result, and uh, and they blamed all kinds of cheating on our victory. Now we know the truth that there wasn't any, but it's going to be very easy for the left wing media and for the left, you know, leftist voters in this country to say, "Well, now suddenly you guys are the resistance. You don't respect the result of an election. You think it was ch- uh, cheating. So we're just even now." I, do you see what I'm saying? I don't know that they're going to respect our attempt to kill the monster of fraud uh, by exposing it, because they're going to say you're exposing it in the same way we exposed it four years ago.
1: Well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's a Saul Alinsky strategy. Always hold your opponent to his own standards. You have mm-hmm. no desire to live by those standards yourself when you're on the left, when you're a progressive, when you're an Alinskyite. But you hold your opponent to his own standards, and that's the way you defeat him. And that's what they continue to try to do to us on sexual morality, on honesty, on truth, and now on the election. The advantage we have is what we're claiming is true. We have the data. When I was a doctoral student at Michigan State University, I had to defend my data. That was the point of a doctoral defense. I had to go into the committee, and they were responsible for asking me questions and saying, what do those numbers mean? Defend those numbers. Show us your data. Show us your statistics. And if I couldn't do that, I didn't get my degree. And you know what? After I got my degree, I was responsible for keeping my data for 10 years. Why? Because if somebody read my research and questioned my conclusions, they Uh had the right to go to the data, find it, and challenge me and say you're wrong. And you know what? If I didn't have that data there, my degree would have been held in question for a decade, 10 years. So we have the data. We have the facts. And we shouldn't relent.
0: That's very, very well said. That's a great, great way to explain that. Dr. Piper, we're going to get our time out here. And on the flip side in the last segment here, I want to talk about your last article. And you talked about how the Democrats who are propping up Joe Biden are going to, if he wins this election and is inaugurated, immediately begin the process of tearing down Joe Biden to allow uh, Kamala Harris to emerge from that Trojan horse. I'm going to get your thoughts on that as we continue on AM 1420, The Answer. Okay, 1025, I've got five good minutes left with our guest, Dr. Everett Piper. And, Dr. Piper, you wrote about this. Many of us talked about this, and that is that if the Democrats were successful in somehow uh, stealing an election and jamming uh, Joe Biden, dementia-ridden, uh, 78-year-old, poor health, um, you know, cognitive abilities uh, in, in, in obvious decline, if they found a way to prop him up long enough to get him elected – that will be the longest they, they will prop him up, because once he's in there, they will then essentially allow that dementia uh, you know, uh, diagnosis to spread and to say, well, it just looks like he's not able to p- fulfill um, his duties. Nancy Pelosi even formed a committee uh, to explore the 25th uh, Amendment, which would, of course, be uh, if a president is unable to fulfill his duties for one reason or another, and then that they would try to replace him with Kamala Harris. Do you still stand by that? Is that what we're looking at?
1: absolutely he's not going to be in office for six minutes okay hyperbolic maybe it's six weeks and maybe it's six months but but biden will not be the president of the united states long term and here's another addition not a spin per se maybe a bit of a spin or or a pivot within that same argument it gets back to this point of the um not only his uh his lies, like his plagiarism while he was in college and lying about being on scholarship when he only had half a scholarship, lying about being uh, in the the top of his class when he was 76 out of 85. I mean, these are just flagrant lies. Lying about the death of his own wife. Three degrees instead of one? Yeah, three degrees instead of one. And the most egregious lie, he actually took advantage of his own wife's death and his own daughter's death by lying about the tractor-trailer driver collided with them and killed them in an accident and lied about the guy, courtesy done, and claimed that he was drunk. He wasn't drunk. Even a Supreme Court justice of Delaware exonerated the man and said that's not true. Biden is a pathological liar. He's a serial deceiver of the highest order. But here's the thing. Some of the lies he's telling now about Burisma and his own son and China, some of those lies are going to prevail. Here's why. The Democrats will The truth is, Biden has been deceptive on those things. The truth is, the Senate and the other Republicans that know that won't let that go. Those lies will become a main story in the weeks and months ahead, And the Democrats will say, oh, my land, we didn't know that he actually did this stuff. He must have even forgot that he did this stuff because of his dementia. So he's not really Uh. lying about Burisma now. He's not lying about his own son and his involvement with his son because he doesn't even know what's true and what's not true because he's suffering the onset of Alzheimer's. Oh, my land, we need to get rid of him. That's going to happen.
0: How does that play? Moving forward, considering that Kamala Harris would take over, and most Democrats in America despise Kamala Harris. Remember, when she ran the primary campaign, when she launched, she was considered a frontrunner. She's going to be a major player in this thing. She got 1% and 2% and was out of the race by December 3rd of last year. She was never a factor because nobody in the Democrat Party liked her. So how would a President Harris further the Democrats' causes?
1: She's going she's gonna to be terrible. <laughs> Here's the good news. <laughs> right, let's get back to the front of the show. Mitch McConnell. Thank the Lord for Mitch McConnell. Because if you do have a President Harris, Mitch McConnell can say no, no, no. Be, by the time Kamala Harris has the power, she's going to be such a disaster, so unlikable, that <sighs> I pray, I pray that in the midterm elections, the conservatives gain more ground. We reclaim the House. We retain, retain the Senate. And we can continue to just say no. Our system of government that our founding fathers gave us is a huge blessing. Thank the Lord for Mitch McConnell. And even if we have a Jezebel of a, a president in Kamala Harris, he can say no. He is the firewall. I'll quote you before the top of the hour break He is the firewall. Yeah. Not all is lost.
0: No, that's exactly right. That's the silver lining, if you will, that firewall. Because, you know, like I said before, that stops any attempt to expand or to uh, pack the court. It it stops any attempt to expand the number of states to include, you know, Puerto Rico, Guatemala or Guatemala, Guam rather uh, uh, in Washington, D.C. It stops you know, the uh, filibuster uh, legislative filibuster from being eliminated and needing just a simple majority for every vote. So all of those things that they threatened are indeed going to be put on hold now, at least for the next two years before we have another, uh, you know, midterm election and we see what happens with the balance of the power in the House, uh, balance of power in the House. You're exactly right. Mitch McConnell gives us at least a little bit of breathing room, whether it's a President Biden or a President Harris trying to advance the cause of socialism in this country. Dr. Piper, great stuff. As always, thank you so much for the time. Keep up the great work and we'll talk to you next week.
1: All right. Blessings. Take care.
0: Thank you, Dr. Dr. Everett Piper on AM 1420. The answer. The rest of the hour is yours. Hit them up, 216-901-0945, 1110 Let's go, let's go. Your reaction to where we are today on AM 1420, The Answer. 1036. Appreciate you being with us this morning. We had Jack Windsor on in hour number one, trying to do a little bit of uplifting, a little bit of a spiritual positivity for us. Uh, thanks to Dr. Everett Piper, who kind of laid out the, la- you know, the lay of the land for us, gave us a lay of the land rather, uh, in a uh, potential Biden administration, which he said would quickly become a Harris administration. And we are going to need every bit of the firewall of protection that, uh, Mitch McConnell's Senate will offer us. So uh good stuff by them. I want to hear from, from you the rest of the way. Two one six nine zero one zero nine four five Triple Eight Two Eight One Eleven Ten. We'll go to Elyria and that's where Erica is on AM fourteen twenty the answer. Hi, Erica, go ahead.
2: Remember, remember the fifth of November, because today is my thirty fifth birthday.
0: Well, happy birthday. Congratulations.
2: Well, thank you. This is the most interesting birthday I've ever had. Um, I, I consider it really crazy if Ohio is the pulse of the nation and Trump is up by eight points in Ohio. How is it so close everywhere else in the United States? <laughs> I just find it very hard to believe. Everything is very hard to believe right now. Um, I, I kind of feel like if Biden gets in, then we're in for a civil war. If Trump disputes it and turns out he 's right and there was fraud, then there 's still going to be a civil war because people are not going to accept it so it 's really crazy to think about <laughs> well it is and, and, and
0: you know what 's even you know what 's even more crazy and and more interesting to me is that if you watch the Democrat channels, um, which is almost all of them, um, and read and listen to their comments they're not jumping for joy they're they're not like overly enthusiastic and excited about the result on tuesday night because about the only thing that went their way was you know if it comes down to it is their their theft of the presidential election um and getting rid of trump was obviously job 1 for them because they hated him so much but despite their success in getting rid of trump if that's how it comes to pass They're not, they're not doing cartwheels, and that's because they didn't get what they really wanted, which is full one party control. Uh, control of the House and expanded control, which they predicted. Nancy Pelosi said they would pick up between five and fifteen more Democrat seats, net. Uh, but they wanted to expand the control of the House, win control of the Senate, and then have a Biden or Harris on top, and then they could really advance that radical, crazy, socialist agenda of Green New Deals, massive tax increases, re-regulation instead of deregulation, back into the Paris Climate Accords, back into the Iran, uh, uh, Iran deal. And on down the line, and then pack our courts so that they, we, we can never win another decision again. Expand the states so the Senate has 106 or 108 members, and the massive Democrat majority would never be threatened again. All of those things were on their agenda, and they're getting none of them. The only one they would be getting is the Trump win. They're getting the, the bad man out of or the orange man bad out of the office, and... Uh, You know, it's 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 not working out that way. So you notice it's really interesting. They're not exactly cheering right now. They're kind of wondering how come we didn't get more than what we're getting.
2: Can I say one more thing? I just wanted to say I hope I hope hashtag watermark is true, a true thing. I don't know how it's possible, but I'm really hoping for that because that's the only proof that I can think of.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, have a good day. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. You know. That's a really great question. Um, I don't think that would be the only sort of proof, by the way, because I think there are other things that are being investigated right now. I read a really great series of tweets this morning from Kimberly Strassel at the, um, uh, at the Wall Street Journal talking about Wisconsin. See, there, 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 there are going to be other uh, methods of proving fraud. And one of them is going to be doing what she has done here and looked very closely at the number of registered voters in Wisconsin compared to the number of people who voted. And they want you to believe that 89% of eligible voters in Wisconsin came out and voted. Uh, the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel is claiming a 71% state turnout, she said, um, even if uh, Populous Milwaukee didn't exceed their 83% turnout and Dane County was was even lower Um, Wisconsin, which does have same-day voter registration, would have had to have registered roughly 900,000 new voters on the day of the election in order for the uh, turnout to be as high as they they claim it is, 89%. And according to people on the ground, in Wisconsin, there were no lines that were so long that would indicate 89% of the population turned out to cast 3.2 million votes. And there was no way that the lines were long enough that would of course you know that, that would be exaggerated by people having to register on the spot registering to vote which would require identification uh etc and 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 filling out forms and then getting your ballot so the idea that 900,000 new voters registered in Wisconsin on the day of those are the kinds of things that can be investigated those are the kinds of things where if <clears throat> The goal of the Trump team and the attorneys who are filing lawsuits in Wisconsin, in uh, Michigan, in Pennsylvania, if their goal is to find evidence of fraud, though there are many, many places to start, many places. Don't just look at the watermarks and whether or not you know uh, ballots had watermarks on them and so forth, which you know prove their their um, you know official validity, et cetera. Don't even look at that. There are plenty of things that we can look at that would indicate fraud. Uh, we'll go to Independence next, Nick. You're on AM 1420, the answer. Hi, oh, Nick, yeah, go ahead. hi. Hello, there? Yeah. Yes, uh, I got you.
3: Yeah. Wow, I'm hearing. You. I got all kinds of noise.
0: Nick, I kind of got you, but I kind of don't. Your phone is cutting out on us. Give it one more try here. Go ahead.
3: Okay, can you hear me now? Try, try it. Hello? Okay. Yeah, All right,
0: let, let's put Nick on hold. Let's put Nick on hold, please. Let's see if you can reestablish a better connection with him. Make sure he's not on a speaker, and we'll come back to him. We'll go to Akron and Tanya in the meantime. Tanya, you're on AM 1420 The Answer. Go ahead. Hey, Bob, how are you?
4: Hey, Bob, how are you?
0: I'm good, Tanya. Well, I'm just, okay, Tanya. I, okay, I
4: know you are just okay. I came to give you some hope. Your daughter goes to okay. Hillsdale, right? Okay, She I does. Guess- their, I watched their program, their free online course on how this country was started. But, so to combat the 1619 project, this is a country that was brought on hope that we were going to do something great. All the news is negative. Stop watching it. I don't watch the news anymore. I told you that. But I believe that election is not going to be declared until at least the 23rd, okay, All of this nonsense that we're going on, why do you think God would do the same thing over again? Trump then went into 3 o'clock in the morning on the the last, like the day after the last election. He's not going to win either. Do you think they're not, they haven't been planning how they were going to attack us? What we have is a champion in President Trump. Would you rather have him in office attacking you or would you rather have him out of the office attacking you? Because he'll start a newspaper. He'll start a new party. This is not over with yet. They have let the bag out. Daniel, you know, I believe in, I go back to the word of God. He told Daniel, your your prayer was answered, but it's been delayed by all, by the warring angels. We're going to have a victory because what was done in the dark, like, you know, Mr. Piper said, will be revealed in the light. And we're not going to have to wait. To the next election and we're going to be this is going to be our president now i'm not calling joe biden the president he is a candidate we have a president and his name is donald trump and i'm standing on i'll tell you
0: that. what you know tanya you you make some really great points there is nobody and thank you for the call there is nobody i would rather have fighting this fight to expose the corruption expose the fraud Expose the deception that is going on in all these battleground states than Donald Trump. Because, I look, I'm not just saying this because, uh, uh, you know, this is the moment and you we always get caught up in the moment, being prisoner of the moment. This is a sports metaphor. You know, if Steph Curry has a great season and, you know, sets the three-point record, the sportscasters and fans get caught up as prisoners in the moment, and they say he's the greatest shooter in the history of basketball. If somebody is on a record pace for touchdowns, well, that's the greatest runner in the history of football. They get caught up as prisoners of the moment. You, you forget about the greatness of things that have gone by because they're gone by and you're in the moment now, right? I don't want to be that way because it'll sound that way when I say this. I am saying this in full consideration of past presidents and candidates. Donald Trump is the greatest warrior that I've ever seen in presidential politics. You understand what I mean? I have never seen anybody fight so hard for what he believes in and fight so hard to win. He hates losing so much. I mean, honestly, that's why his hashtag at the start of his first campaign was winning. Winning. We're going to win on this. We're going to win on trade. We're going to win on foreign policy. We're going to win on taxes, We're going to be so much winning. You're going to get tired of winning. The reason he made those statements, the reason why he, he emphasizes win, 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 win all the time is he hates. Why do you think he tracks TV ratings so much? He tracks TV ratings from going back to his time as host of The Apprentice. He wanted The Apprentice to be the top-rated show, and if it wasn't, heads were going to roll. He just, it's like losing in anything for him is is like an allergy. Worse than that, it's an infectious disease. It's something that just he cannot take having. He, He is such a fighter and such a warrior for winning. More than anybody I've ever seen. And I say that again, not being prisoner of the moment, which is why I made that. Explanation. It's not just because we're caught up in it right now. I've never seen... It. That man went to 15 different cities and held 15 different rallies in 72 hours before the election. Have you ever seen the likes of it? That's a fighter. That's a warrior. And if anybody, and I don't know that he can, if... Anybody can overcome the fraud and the deception and the chicanery of everything that is going on in these battleground states. That man would be Donald J. Trump. Tanya was trying to offer some hope by talking about what a fighter he, and she's right. Nobody fights like this guy because he hates losing so much. It cuts right into his heart. It's about winning. I'll give you one more. Just kind of an interesting little analogy. You remember the movie uh, The Devil's Advocate with uh, Al Pacino as the devil and uh, Keanu Reeves as the, the lawyer? The climactic scene as Pacino reveals himself to him as being his father and being Satan, and he said, maybe it was your time to lose. And Keanu Reeves screams, Lose! I don't lose. I win. That's what I do. That's my job. I win. That's Donald Trump. That's Donald Trump. With the exception of the Satan is his father part. That's Donald Trump. He takes it personally when somebody suggests that he could lose. He takes it so personally. It cuts him to his heart. And that's why he fights so hard. And that's why I do feel hope, as Tanya said. If anybody can fight his way out of this mess that they have created for him and find a way to win, it is that man. Um, okay, Nick in Independence, we're going to try him again. Uh, Nick, are you there?
3: Yeah. I, okay. Hello. Uh, okay, go ahead, Nick. Yeah. Hi. Biden uh, is not going to be president. Uh, and the reason I say that is because um, the the uh, fraud was so massive that occurred that it's going to spawn lawsuits that are going to run for weeks. And uh, all they have to do is uh, wait until January 6th, and then the decision goes to the House of Representatives. And the House of Representatives votes by jurisdiction, in other words, by state. So each representative within each state votes for president. The majority of the jurisdictions are Republican. So the House will decide who will vote for Trump. That's why the Democrats are nervous. I, I,
0: I, I'll tell you what, I, I you're right about them being nervous. But I, And thank you for the phone call, Nick. I think it has probably a little bit more to do with the fact that a Biden victory isn't going to be accompanied by a full-on congressional or legislative Democratic control. That's what they needed in order to be able to enact all of their agenda to never lose power again. I think that's where their nerves and their frustration comes from. Not so much this. And I'll tell you what, I'm not as confident as you are about the process you described, and I'm not as confident as you are that he will not find a way to get this done. I am not conceding. Because of the fighter I just described, but it is an uphill fight. He is an underdog, as he has always been in this fight, but he'll climb through the ropes and he will fight until he cannot stand any longer. And that does give me hope. We'll be right back. Okay, let's get a couple more in before we head out for the day and see where the uh, counting takes us now and to see where the lawsuits take us and see what we can do as President Trump fights and fights and fights to overcome the, uh, the fraud and the other uh, deceptive practices of the Democrat Party. Dan in Middleburg Heights. Hi, Dan. Go right ahead.
3: Good morning. Uh, Good morning, As a, as a follow-up to uh, uh, Dr. Piper and all that in that conversation, you want to mm-hmm. know what can we do? to protect ourselves, and what the answer is. Uh, I'd like you to read the Constitution once again in the executive section. The Founders' brilliance on the Electoral College would solve this problem. They had it. The first five presidents of the United States, there was no popular vote. There's not a Democrat Electoral College and a Republican. There's only one funneled through the state legislatures. So you, there there are, is no popular vote so there are no donations there's it 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 reduces as much as possible all this fraud that's going on and what you end up with people like joe biden and uh ha- kamala harris would not get to be even selected by the electoral college the, the electoral college uh uh people from each state the one not not democrat or republican But just one electoral college would select on their own, selected through the legislatures, uh, prominent people. Okay? And that's, it's sort of like a human resource department at a company.
4: You don't
0: go to the yeah, line. I, I, Dan, 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 you're, you're, you're going into the weeds here. And thanks you understand? For the call, I'm going to get somebody else. In. No, no, I don't, because it sounds like you're essentially saying to get rid of the uh, the people's vote. The popular vote doesn't count in terms of the overall number of votes, but the popular vote in each state does determine who the electoral voters vote for. You have to, you, you have to follow the will of the people. You don't undo that. Um, I, that's, that's a Democrat move. I don't like it. I don't like it. And, I'll gun it, and I don't have time to take other callers. My apologies to you, everybody who's on hold right now. I don't like it. That's a Democrat move. The Democrats have said, uh, in the past that if their state votes for Trump, their electors in their state should not vote for, cast their electoral vote for him. Uh, because, uh, uh, you know, they should be able to have their own, make up their own mind as you were describing right now. That was their way of trying to stop Trump from winning in states in which he did win by way of the electoral college, which they wanted abolished. I don't like that at all. Thanks for the call. We'll see you tomorrow for Free for All Friday.